Social media is buzzing with those who call themselves influencers. Influencers often attract followers by drawing attention by what they do, where they visit, and ultimately themselves. Join the Care Pastors in this five-week series entitled Influencers, where they will discuss how to be an influencer not for yourself, but for God and His kingdom. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Care Ministries podcast here at Brookwood Church. And uh, I'm glad to uh, be back here again as we continue in our series uh, entitled Influencers. And uh, as we say every week, if you haven't listened to the ones previous to this, you might want to stop and uh, go back and listen to them. And then um, join us for the uh, fourth part in the series. And as always, we're here with three fine people. Uh, One of those is... Marissa, we're gonna give Marissa head billing this time, right? Yes, we should. She's yes, at magical the Marissa. If you guys knew the editing she does for these, you would be very impressed. There's a reason why she is magical. Yes. Yes. And then we have magical Marissa at the helm. Josh Masters. I'm Batman. Is not Batman, but he's an associate care pastor. Yes, I am. And Doug Wildman. Not Boy Wonder. Is not Boy Wonder. He is you, another. Associate you look care. awesome in that outfit. <laughs> I probably would actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good thing people can't see. Um, and I'm Gene Beckner. I'm the care pastor. And uh, so we're going to jump right in. Um, week four, um, you know, we've talked about, um, you know, what's the what's the philosophy of being an influencer? And we talked about, you know, start where you are and use what you have and then, you know, be aware of the things around you. You know, be looking for the needs that are that are around you. Um, and then today we're going to talk about leading uh, people to God. And, you know, several times I have had conversations with people who have said, well, I led this person to the Lord, or I got this person saved. And so we want to be clear that the Holy Spirit is the one that does the saving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he may allow you to be a part of it, right? So we have to be careful that we don't... Um, you know, take credit for something that the Holy Spirit did. In fact, we should probably have an attitude of humility of, you know, that he allowed us Mm -hmm. to be a part of that, you know, that he allowed us to see that. Um, And also note, not get discouraged when he chooses someone else to do that, because very often he'll use you to like water and plant Mm -hmm. and, and maintain and culture and exactly, and be with the person. And Mm -hmm. then, he'll choose someone else to do the harvest, so to speak. Yep. But we're all working toward that one goal. And if we remember that it's the spirit who saves and not us, then that doesn't. And I think that causes us to be more dependent upon the spirit. You know, it causes us to, to bathe things in prayer, Mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to, um, you know, trying to make it happen with somebody. Yes. Um, and, and so we're going to start with um, something that Paul says. He actually says it in 1 Corinthians um, 1, or he says it in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1. And he says this, he says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. But we have to go back into um, 1 Corinthians 10 to see a little bit about what he's talking about. And, and you know, the, the headlines or the heading in your, in your Bible may say something like the believer's freedom. And I'm going to go down to um, verse 31. 
And again, I think this is this is the attitude of of leading somebody to God. He says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jews, Greeks or the church of God, even as I try to please everyone in every way. And I love this, for I'm not seeking my own good, but the good of many so that they may be saved. Mm -hmm. So you can see that this is definitely um, a posture of understanding where the source of life is coming from, right? Like when we talked about at the beginning of the series, this idea of social media influencers is about getting followers for themselves, right? Because they get paid for that. And so the more people they have following them, the more money they get. And so they'll do anything to have people click and then they make money. But with Paul, he's saying, it's not about me, guys. It's about Christ. So whatever I have to do to get you there, that's what matters. You know, whatever I have to do to get you into that relationship, that's what I'm going to do. Not to get you to follow me. But he does say, follow my example, but I'm following Christ's example, which we're going to get to before we wrap this up today. So I'm going to hand it off to Doug because he had another scripture that kind of talked about this same uh, attitude. Yes. It, it's... Uh... This is taken from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, and I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. It says, So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. I, I don't know. I When I read that, um, read it a hundred times, I'm sure, but man, you know how sometimes you read something and it just sort of leaps mm-hmm. off the page at you? Mm-hmm. We are Christ's ambassadors, and God is making His appeal through us, through our through our mouths. So it really does kind of go back to what you were just saying, Gene. That it is basically taking that posture of uh, humility and and just being available for God to to make His appeal through us. Um, isn't that amazing when we think about being? Christ's ambassadors in this world, you know? Um, an ambassador is one who speaks for mm-hmm. a country, you know, for a nation. Right. Um, we are speaking for Christ, mm-hmm. which is kind of a, an amazing honor. Um, so we have to consciously, I think, get out of that mindset that it's about our mm-hmm. own skill, mm-hmm. or our own talent, or our own gifting. It's really more about recognizing that the authority of Jesus is mm-hmm. actually speaking through his people right. to uh, specifically, as it says here, when we go and we plead with others to come back to God. Right. You know, um, so um, this is not uh, positioning ourselves as being, you know, well, listen to me, I'm the one with authority. No, we're, we're kind of saying, look... I, I am in, in as much need as anyone is, mm-hmm. but as a person who is allowing themselves to be spoken through, Jesus is saying to you, come back to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's not a pride thing if we understand it correctly. You know, it, it's really a thing of, of uh, just speaking the truth in love and, you know, um, asking the Lord, Lord, would you provide me opportunity to speak 
on your behalf? And would you put your words in my mouth? Because right. to be honest, we're not really clever enough or talented enough to really um, bring anyone to God or, or to even draw them to God. I really do believe that it is, it is the spirit of God in us, um, us with having the mind of Christ um, and, and allowing ourselves to be used by him. That's really what this is all about. So, and again, I think we're we're still dealing with the the attitude. You know, that's dealing with the attitude too, because like yep. you said, we're not clever enough. <clears throat> you know, it it says in First Corinthians thirteen that you know even if I can speak in tongues of men and angels, mm-hmm. but if I don't have love, he says I'm just noise. You that's know? right. I'm a resounding gong or I'm a clanging cymbal, right? And so he says that that's irrelevant. You know, that that's not what matters. What matters is what you're saying is, is can we grasp this idea that we are a representative? Mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes people are like, well, you know, I mess up and I have sin in my life and, you know, I'm not really a good speaker or, you know, we come up with all these reasons why we can't do it as opposed to saying, but it's not, you're not doing it in your power. Right. You're doing it in his power. He's he's moving through you. And for those of you listening, if you've ever had that experience of God moving through you, you know what we're talking about. It's a it's a great feeling. It's a great experience to um, to have that. um, It is an honor, you know, um, put upon you. But it's not because you earned it. That's right. Right. It's because God said, I'm choosing you. And that's kind of where Josh is going when he's going to talk about um, John the Baptist. Yeah, so I think another point that I would add on to that before we get to John the Baptist is, you know, a lot of times we think of leading people to God as a singular event when it's really an ongoing thing. Are we pursuing a healing and growing relationship with Christ together in an ongoing way? It's not Mm -hmm. like a one-and-done thing where... If you get the person to say the right thing, okay, now you've led them to God. No, That's it's, right. It's an ongoing discipleship. It's an mm-hmm. ongoing um, desire to invest in people is what we see in true leaders, in true influencers. Um, and when it comes to ambassadors who are humble and completely focused on pointing people to the Messiah, there's not really a better example aside from Christ himself, of course— than John the Baptist. And in fact, Jesus said, of all the men who have lived, mm. there's no one greater than John. That's wow. right. Yep. That's quite a high compliment yes. from the Savior of the world. Mm. And John the Baptist's attitude was all servanthood and humility and pointing people to Christ. It started when he was in the womb. Mm-hmm. Like he first was stirred by the Holy Spirit in the womb when mm-hmm. he sensed that Jesus was near, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And he is sort of the last of the Old Testament-style prophets. Right. And he was drawing crowds from everywhere, like Elijah. Scripture says he wore the, the mantle mm-hmm. of Elijah. And people were coming from all over, and he was baptizing people and and declaring that the kingdom of God was coming and that the Savior was coming. But no matter how many people followed him and how many religious leaders and influential people in society came to him, right. he always pointed towards Christ. They'd say, who, who are you? And he'd say, I'm no one. Mm. The one who is coming, Yes, I'm not worthy to carry his sandals. 
I'm not worthy to tie his sandals. I'm just preparing. I'm just a voice in the wilderness, he would Mm -hmm. say, which was a fulfillment of prophecy. Mm -hmm. But he always pointed towards Christ, and he always made himself less. He said, I'm not worthy to tie his shoes. And as soon as Jesus stepped onto the scene, he said, behold, the Lamb of God. Everyone stop looking at me. Look over there. There he is. Mm. And then when Jesus said, you know, I need you to baptize me, John the Baptist is like, no, 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 Mm. you need to baptize me. Yes, I'm John the Baptist. That's not really what his name was, but... (laughs) The baptizer. The baptizer. um, (laughs) But he said, I I don't have any right to be baptizing you. But here's what's interesting is Jesus said, we have to do what will fulfill the need of the kingdom. Mm. And so he allowed John to serve by baptizing him when it should be the other way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So God allows us to do things that we have no right to be doing. Mm. And that's incredible. I was just also thinking about how he was also not afraid to call someone out when they were a phony. Mm-hmm. You know, in, yes. his, in his humility, he, he called people out. Yeah, he also had the authority of Christ. Right. Yeah. So that when the Pharisees came, he, he had no problem laying the smack down on them when mm-hmm. when they were being hypocritical. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of my favorite lines is when um, people that were following John start following Jesus, mm-hmm. and they start leaving John's ministry to go to Jesus's ministry. And mm-hmm. some of John's disciples said, well, what are, what are we going to do about this? The, all these people are leaving. And John says, and this is in uh, John the Baptist which is in John chapter 3, written by a different John, to be clear. And he says, so I am filled with joy for Jesus' success. Mm. He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. Mm. And that's verse 30 of chapter 3. So do we have that attitude Mm. when we're leading people to Christ? Is it I have to be less and less and he has to be greater and greater? Right. Because the truth is, there's a lot of people in the church who are building disciples for themselves, yep. and they're looking for them to be their own Messiah and the Messiah of other people. Mm. They're using the name of Jesus, right. but they're drawing people to themselves, mm-hmm. and that's a huge difference yep. of what we're supposed to do versus what we see as influencers, again, mm-hmm. on Instagram and Snapchat and mm-hmm. all the others. Yeah, right. I mean, it comes, it does, it just comes right back to that, that attitude piece, you know, do you, do you understand your place in the grand scheme of things, right? Yep. It's not insignificant. Yep. I mean, it's very significant. If you've ever had the experience of being there when somebody accepts Christ, there's an eternity that has been changed. And who knows yep. the others that come behind that person that could cause ripples, you know, mm-hmm. and could cause, you know, these changes through eternity. And I, I agree with you. I think John <clears throat> understood his place and he, d- he never tried to promote self because right. I think you're right. I have seen it happen in the church before where somebody is friends with somebody and that person accepts Christ and they do, they turn that person into their Messiah mm-hmm. and the person who, who helped them does nothing to dissuade that. And, mm. and that's dishonoring to Christ. Yep. 
there's nothing wrong with having a connection like that. But, you know, and we did that that series on caring or codependency. So, again, if you uh, if you haven't listened to that, that maybe you want to go back and listen to because, um, you know, we have to be aware of our own motives. You know, the heart is can be deceitful and it can be wicked above all things. And so we want to make sure that we're not doing it to build ourselves up or to make ourselves feel good. But that this is what I liked what John said, you know, joy for the success of Jesus yes. and for that person to right. have eternal life. Like there's nothing better. That's yep. awesome. Yeah. And I think that it's so it's so difficult for us to have the right heart that we have to constantly be evaluating ourselves. Because I think that as soon as you get to that place where you're like, I've earned the right to be Christ's ambassador, you're in the danger zone. Yeah, when does that happen? Well, some people do, the Pharisees, (laughs) the Pharisees, and many people in today's church. But you also have to be careful not to go the other extreme Mm -hmm. where you say, I can't be an ambassador for Christ because I don't have anything. But he equips you. Right. He equips you to do what he needs you to do, right. even when we're not worthy. So we have to constantly be evaluating ourselves to know if we're really doing what the Father has asked us to do in his power. Yep. And that's exactly what Jesus taught. Yep. Jesus, in his humanity, said in John chapter 5, verse 19, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son also does. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is God, and he's modeling that for us. Mm -hmm. So we need to be very careful that we don't get to a place where we're just doing what we think we should do, but instead are looking for where the Father works and then following what the Father does, because that's what Christ models for us. Yeah, and he he mentions that several times in John. Right, yeah, that was 519, but he also says something similar in chapter 8, verse 28, and chapter 12, verse 49. Yeah. So like Doug said before we came in here, you know, maybe we should pay attention to that. If he said it three times in one book, you know, but again, it just goes back to the, it's the attitude of, of the heart, you know, because he knew, I mean, Jesus knew he was going to be at the right hand of the father you know he he knows he knows who he is but yet he chose like you said to lay down those divine privileges in order to glorify god yep and then you know we come full circle because that's what that's what paul is saying he's like hey imitate me as i imitate christ and now we have the example of being an ambassador and we have the example of of john the baptist and then christ himself right Mm -hmm. and so i think sometimes we um you know, if we've read scripture over and over again, we kind of pass over these things. I know I do, but it's interesting whenever you're studying and whenever you really start to dig into some things, how just a few placed words are so important. Yeah, and it can it can change your your mindset. It can change your your view on how you see yourself and how you see your role in in God's plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's about trust and having your heart right. You know, there may be people who have turned into this, tuned into this uh, podcast episode because they saw the title, Leading People to God, and thought, oh, they're going to tell me exactly what to say and in which order and in which scriptures to say to bring someone to Christ. Mm -hmm. That doesn't work because that's a man-made formula. As soon as you have a script, 
And I know I have to be careful because there's a lot of ministries that are completely based on this is the exact way you follow Mm -hmm. to get someone to accept Christ. But man-made scripts mean nothing. That's why Mm -hmm. we don't do it for here. That's why this is such a great podcast. Right. Oh man! If you There's guys, no if you guys knew, if you guys knew the behind the scenes of what Gene is saying, um, but it's about having our heart right, yes, and about being completely dependent on the Father, and doing only what the Father does, mm-hmm. because each person needs a a different word, mm-hmm. yes, and they need a different amount of caring, right, right. There was a Maybe you guys know where it was in the scripture, but it said, I'm going to bring you before before kings, mm. but don't worry about what you're going to say. Yeah. I will give you the words to say. I will put put my words in your mouth at that time. So just relax. Yep. Um, I think in the same way, we we are standing before people and we just need to learn to listen to mm-hmm. the mind of Christ, which is promised to us mm-hmm. as believers. We can, if we... Uh, humble ourselves, and we are willing to listen and receive from Him. He will actually put His thoughts into our minds and and His His words on our lips. Mm-hmm. That's right. Awesome. Very good. Any closing thoughts, Gene? No, I think just to to piggyback on what Doug said. You know, the the idea of the mind of Christ is probably uh, um, uh, a concept that could be developed more of understanding what exactly you just said, because there's so much weight there. Mm-hmm. Of of understanding um, that your ability to influence is just what Josh said. It's it's the combination of your humility and your willingness and your availability, and then God's ability to work it through you, right? And right. as we learn how to work with God in that way, you know, we might be surprised at at the influence that we do have, mm-hmm. and it and. And then what happens is, and we'll talk a little bit more about this next week, is when you get to that place, then it's almost like it doesn't matter anymore to you. You know, like it, it's almost like you're not looking for a crown. You're not looking for the, the cloud, the, uh, the crowds to applaud you. You're, you're not because you've kind of, you've got what you just said. There's a, there, the heart's in a different place and your trust is in the Lord where you're like, hey, I just want to build your kingdom. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's probably a good place to wrap up this week. Um, and if you're struggling with what that means and you are hoping to get more tips and tricks, I think the tip and the trick is evaluate your relationship with God and what do you need to do and what do I need to do to draw closer to him. And the question of how we lead people to God becomes evident. So let's close in prayer and then we'll come back and we'll see you next week. Or we'll hear from you next week. (laughs) Father God, we just thank you for this time together. We thank you for each person who is listening, and and thank you for those of us who get to be in this room and serve together. And I pray, Lord, that you would show us how to fully rely on you, how to only do what we see the Father doing. And I know, even as I pray, I I sense that our first need is to be looking for where the Father Mm -hmm. is working. Mm -hmm. That in order to do only what the Father is doing, we need to be looking for where you're working. And I pray that you would take the scales off our eyes so that we can see that. Take away the fear that we have of speaking boldly about who you are, but infuse us with your compassion for the broken, 
so that there is a balance between love and truth and boldness and compassion. We thank you and we give you praise in the name of Christ. Amen. 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 We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. If we can be an encouragement to you or you just want to connect with us at Brookwood Care Ministries, you can call us at 864-688-8355 or you can visit us at brookwoodchurch.org slash care.